そのマスクに高橋宏美がマスクに手をかけたエルデスペラードマスクを引き連れていくこれでえー、取れたいやもうこれ完全にちぎれてしまいましたよ半分ちぎれてます完全に半分がちぎれてますこんなマスクいらないだろうとそのマスクの下素顔のお前とお前の裸の感情と俺は今ぶつかり合いたいマスクを引き裂いた高橋ひろめそれをじろりとひらり返したエンデスペラーもなんとなんと自分からマスクを脱ぎ捨てたもうマスクは関係ない見た目は関係ない<笑> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially all of you poor motherfuckers who bought Cyberpunk 2077 on the <laughs> Xbone or the PS4, because I am one of you, and my God, it's very rare for me to play a game where I'm just like, because I'm not a graphics guy, I don't usually care how fucking crisp and good a game looks as long as it works and is playable. Man, this game is super fun when it works. And sometimes when it's dark, I can't see a fucking thing, the fucking graphics and the bugs. I mean, I was trying to do this cool mission with an artificial intelligence, and I'm just like, fuck this game, reload like fucking a million times. But yes, <laughs> uh, I'm feeling your pain, all the people who are play, playing this version of the game. And if your version works really well, then、uh, congratulations. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> as,、uh, as Mr. Sheik would say on.、Uh, On the tweeties, but、uh, welcome to the Never Open Podcast. My name is Luke. I am your host, and with me, as always, is、uh, my co host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello, Luke. And I am proud to say that I knew better. I knew better than to try to buy that game. You know, I mean, there's a new system coming out and all this shit. I don't have a gaming computer, and、uh, I didn't buy that game. And I might wait six months before I do it so they can fix it. Because there's a, you know, like they say, like Fallout 79 or whatever the fuck, 76, that that's actually a good game now, a year or six years later after they put it out or whatever it was. Nah, they, it's bullshit, dude. It's still bullshit. I played it when the first fucking DLC stuff came out. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, um, It's it's like it's like playing Fallout, but with all, all without all the good stuff in it. Like Ooh, that's not just good. De- making decisions and shit. Well, bad example, but my point was is that sometimes they fix these. I get you.、So, yeah. uh, your point is that、uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is as buggy as a Bethesda game at launch.、Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely right. Fair enough. Uh, uh, but、uh, you know, I made a comparison on Facebook that.、Uh, You know, my, my favorite game is New Vegas, and that, that game looked like shit too. Except that game, you know, was given a deadline of 18 months. y o u g o t t o make this game in 18 months. So, of course, it was never going to be perfect at launch. They had years to make this. Anyway, we're <laughs> not talking about that anymore. I needed something for the except or especially, you know, and that was it. Now,、uh, as you guys probably have already guessed,、uh, this is a swearing podcast. We say naughty language, so be aware of that. Uh, I should say that earlier, but,、uh, you know, no, it's all、Shit. right. I've ripped that band aid off right now. Fuck <laughs> We're going to do a few things different in this episode. Usually we cover the shows in order, but、um, as we were partway through the Super J Cup, 
I messaged Mr. Handy and I was like, can we cover the Super J Cup first and then cover the the, uh, the good stuff uh, last, please? And he's like, yes, yes, we can. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to do a few other things. There's no Kojima tweet or anything like that. Um, there's no... There's, I got something. I got something that's a little surprise yes. for you, Luke. But um, you sure do. Uh, you know, but, but the, you maybe you got to hit the emails and all that stuff first, or you, you let me know. Oh yeah, that's right. There's uh, ways for people to contact us if they wish. Now, I'm on the Tweety uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy's over on the Tweety as well at Drusifer Tweets, and uh, then you can contact uh, either us or the podcast directly at never open pod or you can email us in an email or voice message whatever the fuck you want to do uh you never open pod at gmail.com there we go that's all the ways people can contact us uh, if there's any news i think it'll be mentioned as we watch the show shows you know because they involve like pins and you know who beat who and all that kind of shit so yeah <laughs> Well, I, before we get started, before we drag this thing to a screeching halt by talking about the Super J Cup, I don't know if you saw this, but right before the show started, we actually received a, a voicemail. And, you, you know, like uh, like uh, Luke said, you can send voicemails to neveropenpod at gmail.com, and it's really easy. You can record your voice uh, on your phone and share it just like you would anything else uh, and send an email to us. And we got... A very interesting uh, email today with a voicemail attached, and I have not listened to this. So um, we're both going to be reacting to this live here. So I know that's what the kids like—that live reaction, man. And so that's what we're going to do here. Are you ready to hear uh, this voice message, Luke? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Okay, all right, here we go. It's not you, is it? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't send myself a voicemail. All I know is, is I got a voicemail right before we just, started the show. Here it goes. Is this? Is this in air quotes, Master Watto? I, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Would you just let me play it? <laughs> let me guess. God damn it. No, all right. Go, go, go. All right. Here we go. Hey, y'all. It's me, Master Watto. Fresh the off the best it? of the Super Juniors tournament. And, man, that was so much fun. I'm beating up dudes. They're beating <laughs> up me. But I got a bone to pick. But it ain't with y'all. My bone happens to be... That I got a pick, you know, that bone. Uh, it, it happens to be with people on Twitter that seem to know everything. And not only that, but they talking shit about me, Master Watto. I guarantee you, not one of them could think straight while they got some dude in a mask punching them in the face and kicking them and stuff. So, fuck y'all. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Your hair ain't even blue, and you can't even do an RPP, so why should I listen to your dumb ass? But you guys, you never open podcast, man. I like y'all. You and Luke and that, that, that Mr. Guy. That man, I really like y'all. You always say nice things about me, and I appreciate Mr. that. Guy. So that means I appreciate you for appreciating me. Well, that's fucking awesome. Again, goodbye, folks, and thank you so much. This is Master Watto from Japan signing off. <laughs> uh, there you go i mean wow master wano sending us a message you know he's been on the show before sometimes he's listening live you know but uh, i guess he's been listening to the show and he's not happy with people talking shit about him on twitter what do you think of that luke <laughs> the mr guy uh, that's where i lost it uh, i like luke and that mr guy oh man uh yeah well I might have said a bit of shit about him as well, but uh, it, I took it by a match-by-match match basis. But, yeah, everyone kind of, like, 
Oh, he wasn't perfect one match. Uh, he's off the fucking Christmas <laughs> right. card list now. Right. Motherfucker's fucking awful and he should quit or go back to excursion or something. I'm like, you know, you know, not every match he had was perfect, but uh, he had, I had, he think he had more hits than misses. That's for damn sure. Well, I, I'm sure you'd be surprised and everyone would be surprised to find out that I agree with Master Watto about what he said there. You know, I think that uh, <laughs> people get a little shitty sometimes and it's like, listen, you know, I mean, come on. You know how long it takes to become an, a master? He's on his way to the Grandmaster. He isn't the master. I mean, just because his name says that he isn't. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Jeez. Leave the guy alone. I like that fucking two young lions come back this year, right? And I am great, Okan. I am great. I am a dominator. And the other guy's like, I'm on my way to being awesome, but I'm not awesome yet. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Well, Luke, why do we want to cover Super uh, J Cup first? Uh, do you want my blunt response? Yes. Because it's shit. Yeah, it wasn't good, huh? And we're going to tell you why it wasn't good. We're not just going to say, hey, this fucking sucks. But, man, so the Super J Cup is a one-night tournament. Uh, typically, it is also, I mean, almost always it's a one-night tournament. And the idea is that it's another uh, just accolade that wrestlers can win. And a lot of times it means that you get a uh, shot at the top of the, at the title. Uh, but this year, uh, we'll explain what this person's going to end up doing and everything. But this year they had it in America uh, basically so that they could get ELP to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, that's pretty much the whole reason for the tournament. But yeah. uh, I don't know, Luke. Um, you want to tell us about the Dark City and all that stuff? I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Dude. Was this the first one you've watched? The first Super J-Cup? No. No, 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 no. The first uh, Dark City fucking American show that you no. sat down and with no, we've watched, like, we, we used to watch I know, Strong. I know, I watched uh, uh, like five or six of them, but I think you bowed out after like one. I think I watched a few because Jordan Clearwater was on like the second or third one, I think. And I watched that and then okay, I just, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't handle it anymore. There's like, it's a combining factor. It's the fact that there's no crowd there. The ring appears to be floating in space. So there's nothing to react to the wrestlers, which makes it difficult. And the uh, commentary is bad. So that's, uh, that's kind of two of the main factors that make me not like it. Why don't you like it, Luke? All right. So one of them is... Alex Kozlov, look, he seems like a nice chap. That's fine. He's 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 fucking. He's got Bueller voice. He's got, and I, what I mean is, is like Bueller, Bueller. You know that that voice. He, that's how he sounds on commentary, and he says some really dumb shit. Now, is it just a matter of like? Because I, I I think I remember. I mean, people could argue that Chris Charlton's still a little rusty or not not amazing, but I think him, Rocky, and Gino all started at a certain point in commentary and I think have gotten better, probably because they've got the man, the maestro, Kevin Kelly, going, all right, this is what you do, this is what you say, you know, this is how you jump in. Well, you know, the veterans, like, showing the, the, the youngies, like, here's how you do commentary and shit. I reckon he's just fucking throwing his hands up and going, fuck this life maker's motherfucker, he won't listen. <laughs> Or there's nothing you can teach Mr. Kozlov because no matter what you say in, in terms of teaching him, he's still going to sound like Bueller, 
Bueller, Bueller. All right, so there's that. Uh, there's the fact that that this is wrestling in a vacuum. There is absolutely no atmosphere here. None. Right. right. And, you know, what you want from color commentary is not Bueller. You want something like, you know, I don't know. Darky Jerky! Darky Jerky! I mean, something like that might be a little yes. more exciting. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, all right. Now that now that you've mentioned, we've both mentioned Mr. Gino Gambino, can I tell you how fucking crazy this planet is? Oh, let's all right. Uh -oh. So, all right. Here's my mini rant, everyone. I'll get it out of the way here. Uh, I find out uh, on Twitter, like everybody else, or actually watching live uh, the uh, last uh, Amer uh, Japanese New Japan show, you know, the finals, right? That uh, Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero are going to be in the in uh, the Tokyo Dome for live commentary. Now, I'm not angry about that. I'm like, cool, awesome. If they can get there safely and fucking, you know, isolate and, you know, be be fine, you know, that's also awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But no offense to anyone who lives in this country, and Mr. Andy, you do live in this country, but you all got fucking COVID problems out the ass. I do. My country, however, does not have... COVID problems out the ass, and Mr. Gino Gambino, because of travel restrictions in Australia, was not allowed to fucking travel to Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. So, a country that hasn't had any um, transmissions of COVID-19, well, my state, it's been over 46 days or something crazy like that. Most of the country hasn't had cases in weeks, unless they're from people traveling back from overseas, and they've been they, they, they spend a couple of weeks in a hotel and isolate and all that kind of stuff before they are allowed back into, you know, their homes and all that kind of stuff. So just fucking, look, look, am I, it, it, it's, it just, it just made me scratch my head and go, are you fucking sitting? Yeah. All right. I, I, know, that, I, I got a solution. Uh, you know, you should protest it, right? That'll be fine. You won't have any problems. Yeah. <laughs> One man protested to get fucking Gino a plane ticket to fucking Japan. Well, I know how you guys love protesters in, in Australia. <laughs> but yes, uh, so just to yeah, you you as soon as you said uh, we need someone a little fun, more fun on color commentary, I was just about to say Gino, and then you hit the button, Doki Choki, Doki Choki. So yeah, that's yeah. Look, I wanted to do this show first because. Uh, I'm going to shit on it, and that's just how I feel, listeners. If uh, if uh, if that's not your thing, uh, we're going to be much more favorable on the finals of World right. Tag League. That's what we and, really want to talk ooh. about is that. So we're trying yeah, to get, that, get through this so that we can get to that, right? All right. Now, <laughs> you had a, a, a review of your own to get to. Do you want to do that, like, kind of after this as a palate cleanser or, like, Oh, shit. Um, yeah, let's do that. We'll, we have something that will separate the two shows. Yeah, because that'll be fun. I forgot about that. Yes. All right, so let's do it. Super J Cup 2020 in uh, in the Dark City Black Hole Vacuum Center Arena. And we're starting off with round one, Clark Connors versus Chris Bay. And uh, I thought Clark Connors did a really cool pounce. That was awesome. And every time I see a pounce, I'm like, pounce, period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that guy from uh, Impact. I can't remember his name. The ex-football dude. You know, him. Football guy. I don't I don't know who you're talking about. I'm sorry. You do remember the pounce guy. 
I remember. I remember something. I remember something. I yeah. That's what I remember. Okay. All right. Well, if anyone remembers, uh, send your never opened emails to uh, to us. Uh, but yes, that was cool. Send me into the pounds. I think uh, Clark Connors is a pretty intense young lion. He's awesome. This match was okay, and uh, I thought Clark Connors impressed me more than Chris Bay did, uh, to be perfectly honest. But uh, you know, Bay advances with the art of finesse. Which is apparently what his movie is called. So uh, by the way, uh, I, ne- I had never heard the word finesseful <laughs> tonight. We'll get to that. Uh, do you want to add anything to Clark Connors as Chris Bay? Uh, the only thing I find interesting about this match, other than you know just seeing these guys wrestle, is the fact that people were so freaked out about. Oh my God! Did you know that Chris Bay is with Impact and he's working with New Japan? Oh my God! And and I don't really see why that's a big deal. I mean, I guess that's cool. I don't get it. Did you guys know that Impact guys are working fucking indies every weekend and stealing the top spots from all the indie guys? So um, you know, we that- also got. Um, Danny Limelight, who will be, we'll talk about at some point tonight. He's he's doing AEW Dark. Right. So I, you know, it's just maybe these guys aren't contracted, and that's what's going on here. But you know, I I think Chris Bay's an excellent talent. He's obviously a big deal, and he's going to be great. So. You know, I was surprised that he won. I feel bad for Clark Connors because Clark Connors is getting a chance Fucking to do awesome. something big here, and he gets bumped in the first round. So that's that's that kind of pisses me off. But it is what it is. Well, he's a young line, but yes, I, I agree. All right, so next match we've got uh, TJP versus ACH. And uh, I really should be into this match, but, you know, because both men are talented, but there's zero atmosphere. You know, it's it's almost as if if um, people are wrestling in the forest and no one's around to, yes. to watch it. Did the match really take place? You that got kind it. of feeling. So it's solid, but also really short because um, I guess all the first round matches are going to be short as fuck because everyone's got to wrestle. Uh, well, half the people are got to wrestle more than once. But uh, another under ten minute match, a midnight star by ACH, and he advances to round two. This match feels like you're watching dudes do moves. That's what it is like to me. And I'm not trying to be shitty because I like both these guys. Well, I don't really like TJP as a guy, but as a wrestler, he's pretty good. ACH was one of my favorite dudes when I first started watching indie shows. Like, I'd go to indie shows and he would stick out like a sore thumb because he's just so charismatic. So these guys are great. It's just when you're selling as a wrestler... And you're looking around and, and, and the other wrestler is, is, you know, doing his thing. And you guys are giving yourself a second to let the match breathe so that the crowd can react. That doesn't work when there's no fucking crowd. So it's broken. It just doesn't work. And I can't, I, I, I don't know. I, I had no dog in the fight. So I just don't, I didn't like it. And so far, this show, if I had to describe it. It's like watching wrestling on Valium because while this is all going on, we have Kevin Kelly doing his thing, right, trying his best, and then we have uh, Kozlov jumping in with, I'm so excited about what I just saw, Kevin, saying it just like that. And it's like, oh, he kicked out. I can't believe can you imagine, it. Can you imagine Kozlov saying, doki chokey, doki chokey, you know? Do- I mean, that doki it, chokey. It's not how you do that. No, you know? he'd fuck it up. He'd be like, chokey doki, chokey doki. 
He did, he did mess up sentences a lot. And one of my favorite things in wrestling, I hate it so much that it's like my favorite, is when guys say sayings. Like just wrestlers and announcers don't don't use sayings. And the reason is is because you fuck them up every time. You know, it's like it's like hearing someone who's just learning English try to say like, you know, uh, I don't know, um, uh, th- this is the calm before the rain. You know, instead of the calm before the storm or something like that, and so they, he constantly fucks those things up, and it's kind of funny. You you always have like a foreign character in a TV show say something like that, and yes. then the the Western character's like, "I think you fucked that up," but yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know what I don't like in sci-fi shows, dude? What's that? When when they go, all right, you got an alien, right? And, and the alien's like. It's like that. It's like those humans say, and then they'll say the human saying, and I'm like, "Come on, man, just put an just put an alien spin on it, and don't say as the what, humans would say." What about you know, surely? What about when like you know Picard is facing off with an alien, and you know the Cardassians, and they got him dead to rights, and and the Cardassians say, "You have three of your human hours to decide." You know, like fuck. Yeah, isn't there a galactic standard? Like, just say fucking three hours. Who knows what you mean? Like, it, yeah. Universal the way, translators. There, how many lights are there, Mr. Andy? Oh, there are four lights! Alright, there's our next gen. Um, Alright, so next match is probably my favorite match of, the, of this show. Uh, it's uh, Blake Christian versus Dragon Azteca Jr. Or Ray Horace. Uh, and I pointed out to you and to Charity, I said, Ray Horace, because I'm thinking he used to be Dragon Azteca Jr., right? And Aztecs, that's like um, ancient like Mexican culture and stuff like that. And then he's got a name like Ray Horace. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, Horace is Egyptian, to which um, she didn't quite put it into these uh, blunt words. But her, my wife's general gist of, of it was, who gives a fuck? He's really good. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I really liked this match. Uh, I can't remember. I probably saw Blake Christian when I first started watching this uh, New Japan Strong show, but uh, um, this is like seeing him again for the first time and being like, oh, holy shit. Uh, so uh, I thought it was really cool. And these two kind of men, it's kind of me, these two men kind of figured out how to make a match, match work yep. in a vacuum. And I know we just said it, like it's pretty much to do moves without fucking uh, selling, which is the problem the previous match had. But this match, rather, they just I don't know, just find, kind of clicked for me more than the previous match did. I really liked it. It kept it kept my interest, and it was pretty fast and snappy. Moves, 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 moves. Uh, really cool. Blake's nose gets busted and makes him look like a fucking badass. And there's a really cool frog splash by Blake Christian onto Ray Horace. And Blake Christian advances to round two. I have stake in this match because I like Blake Christian. I've met him and seen him on the Indies several times. And I really think he's great. And so, uh, you know, it was fun to see him on this kind of stage. I think you're right. We talked about this before, back when there were no crowds in New Japan, talking about how do you fix this? How do you figure this out? And one of the things I always thought was you either got to have people around the ring making noise and stuff, or you just got to never stop. Just don't sell. Just fucking go, go, go. And I know that's against what wrestling is, but it makes this kind of match ten times as enjoyable. That's how they did it. They just went, went, went. Blake Christian... 
Um, his gimmick is all heart, which I've made fun of because I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it's kind of dumb, but it actually worked out for him big time in this match and then in, in, in uh, his semifinal match because he really showed how he can sell and how he can, like, you know, penetrate that TV screen and get in your your feelings, you know, because I wanted him to win and, and, you know, and his nose is busted. I thought he had no chance and he ended up winning. I was shocked. I thought it was awesome. They had this crazy avalanche rolling pin thing that was just like, how are you not dead? Um, Ray Horace did the, uh, did the dive over the, um, over the ring post. He did a tope, uh, con hero over the ring post, which is, uh, <laughs> a, a move that is known from a guy that, uh, we know locally, uh, named Myron Reed. If you never heard of him, check him out. He's fantastic. So that's really cool. I thought this was good. All of a sudden I kind of felt like, all right, so we got something going on here, but then something happened, Luke. And, and I have to clarify something because people were trying to correct me on Twitter and I didn't want to argue with people on Twitter. So I didn't correct them or try to, like, explain myself. I t- we were having some fun interaction with people on Twitter during this. And at this point, after this match, the Blake Christian's music ends and nothing happens. And I'm yeah. talking, like, 10 seconds of nothing. That's not Gino t- or uh, any of the, the commentators talking. The ref's standing there. There's no music playing. All right. And then ELP comes out, right? And ELP, his music didn't work, and they tried to make some kind of thing we'll talk about here in a second. But I, I tweeted out that the dead air type of thing, it's a fucking taped show. This was taped in, like, early November. And, like, how do you leave that in there? That's TNA bullshit. And that's why one of the re- many reasons why I can't stand this show, the presentation is awful. It's so bad. And so... That's the stuff that they get right in New Japan. And, like, even WWE and 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 all those guys, they don't fuck that kind of stuff up. It's pretty no. simple. So that really made me frustrated. And then everyone thought I was talking about the ELP thing, but I was talking about right before that. No, because this happened a few times. It's yeah. it. Correct. Like, yeah. here's what you do. Like, you just take – you cut to Kevin and Kozlov. Yeah. And you, you do a quick tail of the tape kind of thing. Something like that doesn't have to be them talking for fucking five minutes or anything about the next match. You don't need that. But 10 seconds, oh, who you got for this match? I've got this guy because blah, blah, blah. Kevin's like, well, I got this guy because blah, blah, blah. It's going to be an awesome matchup. Let's go. Let's Put check it out. Put a graphic up. to the ring. Put a fucking graphic yeah. up. Come on. You know, I just, it, the presentation was bad. And and that was one of the always, always the things about TNA that was just like, I can't believe that they do this. TNA would do something like a heel would come out and then they would, they would, sh- you know, pan over to the crowd and like zoom in on someone who has that heels t-shirt cheering them you know it's like just dumbass shit like that on a taped show ah yeah i'm done mm-hmm. so yeah uh apparently uh elp el fantasmo is uh got a new theme tune which uh he is making new japan pay fucking he wants more royalty money for it or something so he comes out to silence and whatever. I fell for it. I they was fu- like, they "What?" Because I like his, I like his normal music. It's a, it's a, well, it's a bit of a banger, right? But you know, get your glow sticks out and go nuts. And I'm looking forward to hearing it. And it was quiet. So I was just like, "What? New Japan don't have the rights for this?" Because it happened when, it happened for a short time with Arsehole's theme, right? Right. When uh, he he came back and it's just like, oh well, okay. But then that thing came back. But yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Then I found find out what, what he's doing. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, he worked me. All right, that's fine. Um, 
I found this match to be kind of fun, and that's mostly because I've missed Al Fantasmo and what a wonderful, amazing asshole he is. Uh, he keeps finding new ways to be a complete dickhead, and I fucking adore that. Uh, that's his gimmick, being a complete fucking asshole, and he fits that Bullet Club mold perfectly in that regard. And you know how Hiromu will make everybody else just as crazy? Uh, EOP, when he's with his Bullet Club mem- brethren, he makes them even more douchebags. Like, I remember when he was tagging Taiji Ishimori, and him and Ishimori would just be laughing when they do fucking douchebag heel shit. It was, it's awesome. So, yeah, I've missed him. Uh, there's a punch to the life makers, and and that's uh, the punch by ELP. Onto Leo Rush, then a schoolboy, and uh, El Fantasmo advances. And, and uh, yeah, I'm all right with that. Leo Rush is fantastic. He's an excellent wrestler. Um, he is also kind of excels at being a heel character. So he came out kind of like as a heel. So that was weird. Um, and it, it kind of like didn't, I don't know, it didn't quite, it was incongruous, I would say, or whatever you say that. But I, I really like him. Um, I saw him versus Adam Cole. Incongruous. Yeah, that, that one, that word. Um, he, I saw him versus uh, Adam Cole. I've seen him on the indies, uh, you know, in ROH and stuff like that. And he's an excellent wrestler, there's no doubt about it. I just, you know, and, and I hate to tell you this, Luke, but I am a huge fan of El Fantasmo's, um, uh, his uh, wrestling. I am not a fan of his heel shenanigans. It, it, I, I haven't, I, I don't like it. I, and I mean, I don't like it in the way that a fan likes heel stuff. I just, I don't find it entertaining in any way, shape or form. So I was extremely bored by this and I knew that he was going to win because we called, as soon as they announced this tournament, we were all like, well, ELP has to win, right? You know? And, well, and this, I mean, this that, is the same problem we had with the uh, new Japan cup in America. Right. We're just like, Kent is winning, isn't he? Yes. yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and if they don't, how, what? They would eventually get that briefcase on him or whatever the hell it is. So, you know, it just, it didn't have that same kind of like, there's no stakes for me in this, you know? So I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I know that these guys are both super athletic and they definitely did cool shit. I mean, we had like a, a fucking styles clash on the floor. We had, uh, you know, Leo Rush hitting his crazy uh, finisher off the bottom rope that ELP kicks out of, of course. But I just, I didn't really like this. I mean, the other thing too is that some of the other wrestlers are tweeting during this and they're only tweeting when they're not in their match and they're saying things that might, you know, kind of lead you to believe that this is live. And ELP was tweeting during his match. <laughs> Look what I did. Like that kind of shit. And I'm just like, that is, br- that you're breaking, you know, the illusion that it's live is shattered. So, <laughs> Dude, there are things in the show that will break the illusion that it's all fucking... Yes. Yeah. Well, Kevin Kelly and Kozlov weren't there. They, you never saw them. Not once. They had a couple Japanese dudes that were like the timekeeper and running the bell, but those guys were not in that room. And so, like, ELP kept talking shit to them, but he's just yelling off to the right. And we know. It's like, come on, man. This is. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hack bullshit, is what it is. So that, so that was round one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so oh we got boy. a we, we got what I call a breather match. So the people who have just wrestled can have a breather, uh, and we have oh. all right. So one one of these guys I'm seeing for the very first time because I have not been watching New Japan Strong because uh, it sucks. You know I like having fun when I watch wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
So we have a guy I've never seen before, J.R. Kratos and Danny Limelight versus Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser. Now, as soon as I saw Kratos, I was just going to be like, is he going to be like, boy, 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 every five seconds? Because if you played that PS4 game, God of War, uh, every Kratos is sec every second word in that movie in that game movie in that game is boy 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 wow. yeah but he doesn't do that so uh, whatever and here's my note here my first note for this match is Kozlov should use auto tune on commentary so it, it, he doesn't sound as boring <laughs> and little, uh, little I also it. wrote J.R. Kratos is amazing if you like people who suck <laughs> he had a bad match here big time <laughs> uh, this match is Ass, and at one point, Fred tries to suplex Kratos, only to get suplexed himself, and that's when Alex says, Kratos, able to suplex himself. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? The uh, best parts of this match, look, I got no offense, Fred Rosser has a at least a solid foundation for wrestling. I, Kratos, he's not that great. The best parts of this match are obviously Danny Limelight and Rocky Romero because those two can go, and when they're in the ring together, it's a lot of fun. But uh, a German by Kratos and Danny Limelight pins Rocky Romero. So there we go. And then we have a moment that fucking pissed me the fuck off, and I told you this was going to happen, and you're like, nah, they probably won't. And no, no, I said, nah, they, they used to do it every week. And I'm like, this is a pre-recorded show. What don't we need to see on a pre-recorded show? Sanitizing commercials. Yeah. We're sanitizing the ring. Please stand by. This is a pre-recorded show. Why am I standing by for a fucking thing? Just cut to the next fucking... All right. I've swore and ranted enough there, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it That's... was short at least, you know, but you're right. You're right. <laughs> fucking head's going to explode. Oh, I have nothing to say about that except Jared Kratos is, is like, not good. And either that or he had the worst night of his life because it was bad. But, again, this is taped. It's yeah. fucking taped. <sighs> how much, how many shows did they fucking tape, man? All of them. <laughs> so it's mid-December now. We're watching stuff that was retaped early November how fucking far have they got it because if you're watching this show every week this must be like a big kind of like what might be a glass of cold water to the face when you see how bad the continuity is like what's Jeff Cobb doing what's Switchblade doing what's Kenta doing because you know they're in Japan doing stuff that's further ahead in the timeline and probably and and which erases most of what they're doing on this show it's just no the show is no. Pr it's practice for these guys so don't air it don't air it don't air the practice run i mean whatever Look, i like the idea of having an american show but uh do it when uh the whole country is vaccinated and you can let people in to watch this shit because uh you know everything everything about this show will be more fun if even if you just have a 10 crowd audience it's true everything yeah it's just all yeah. Right. Anyway, right. round, round two, ACH versus Chris Bay, and uh, Kozlov. He is so finesseful. <laughs> what? Finesse. Fine what? 
And he doesn't just say that once, finesseful. He says it like three or four he fucking times. He called them both finesse too. He called them both like that they were both had finesse. And I'm like, did you get confused, buddy? Did you all get confused about who's who? Mm -mm. If you're not there to, if this is a taped show, you can start calling a match, and then Kevin's like, all right, pause. Let's just go back then, because finesseful. That sounds stupid. No, I'm fucking, no. We're not doing that. Okay, this is just a one-take show, obviously. All right. Um, just like this one. This, this is a one-take show. So. Uh, look. Uh, we aren't getting paid. It's, it's, a fight. it's an all right match. It's fine. Uh, I, uh, but um, ACH advances. I... This is I, it's good. This one's good, man. It's 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 they're going hard as fuck, and they do all the moves. But it's hard to get excited about it because you know whoever this is is the sacrificial lamb for ELP. So I'm not, a, and also I'm not a fucking commentary nitpicker. Like like sometimes most of the time, unless it's like like most of the time, I'm able to just kind of be like. Haha, ha, that was funny, and just tune it out and just enjoy the match, right? This is with English commentary. And that's fine. I know, you know, so I don't nitpick, usually nitpick everything commentators say. And then, and then, look, that's just how I do it. But when you're saying shit like Kratos suplexed himself, uh, he, oh, look, you got him in the life makers <laughs> or fucking finesseful and shit. I'm just like, wait, what? And. And then this match was over, and I'm like, oh, okay, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, ACH advances. Uh, anything to add? No. All right. Blake, oh, Black Christian, which is what my fucking like note that. says. Blake, Black Christian. Yeah. That sounds like a like some kind of weird Marvel character I've never heard of, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> fucking American superhero comics. Like, you've got a... a, a an, african-american superhero and he's got to be called black something that's true not just his panther no he isn't he's black <laughs> panther oh get out of here. Oh, whatever <laughs> but we've got uh, blake christian look i understand like they were created in different times and stuff like that All so here's right. what you do in modern days you just call them panther okay. done moving on blake christian versus el phantasmo uh, and Blake comes there pretty hot. Like they were saying things like, "Oh, he might not have this wrestle this match because of his broken nose and shit like that." But I'm glad that's not true. He, he, and uh, here's what I wrote: Blake comes out hot. Uh, send his ass to Japan, please. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see uh, how we'd go in front of the Japanese crowd and against uh, quite a few of the juniors there. Because uh, yeah, he's he's very impressive, and I think he worked his ass off and he sold like a champ. But you always know who was going to win. Uh, super kick to the injured nose and ELP advances, of course. They put him in a good position, Blake Christian, I mean, to kind of get over the babyface side of him. And he did a great job at that. Um, he got a lot more shit in in this match than I thought. Because what would happen is, like, ELP would crush him. And then, you know, gloat to no one. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Blake would have these cool comebacks with flourishes, you know, with like kind of like Robbie Eagles with like, you know, like several high-flying moves right in a row, um, which is pretty cool. And then ELP would cheat or go after his eye or, or his nose or something. And um, there was a couple little timing and proximity issues in the match, but nothing, you know, serious. But it was, 
I don't know. I was really happy to see Blake Christian get, you know, get to do that because that's pretty fucking cool for him. And uh, ELP moves on to the finals, like you said, obviously. And then we get another fucking weird ass match. Not only is this weird, this match has two young lions in it. I know one's on excursion, but he's still a young lion. And this is the semi-main event. Like, this is the spot where JR, Kratos, Danny Limelight, Rocky, and Fred Rosser match should have been instead. But because, you know, it's got young lions in it, so you have it earlier. But no, we don't do that. We got, well, arguably, you got fucking three young lions in it. We got Hikaleo and Kenta versus uh, new uh, young lion, Kevin Knight. And... Uh, a guy that I've missed, but wish I didn't see tonight because he should be in excursion learning some shit. So, but I guess they need numbers or whatever. I think someone got injured. So, was it Kevin Knight who no, took the place here? Yeah, or Carl, I, Carl Fredericks is supposed to be in this match to continue his kind of mini feud he's having with Kenta. However, he got injured. And so he was replaced by Kevin Knight, which really sucks for Fredericks because this is another chance for him to do something and he couldn't do it because he was injured. And that's happening a lot. And it's scary because that's how the young lions go away and you never hear from them again. So, yeah. So Kevin Knight is the new young lion. I thought he was, he's solid. He's fine. You can tell he's a, a, a new young lion. And you, uh, yeah, there's, there's just going to be nothing but, um, you know he's he's kind of on on the ground floor, so there's there's going to be nothing but uh, better good things for him as he continues through the young line system and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's going to be fun. But look, this is your semi main event, and who cares? Uh, Kenta taps uh, Kevin out with a brab, and uh, Kenta's case is pristine as fuck, which also breaks kayfabe yep. because uh, you know that shit's fucking falling apart in japan right now did you so, hear your guy Kozlov? he's like oh it's so great that kenta got a new a new briefcase that's so fancy and new that new one he has it sure is new like pointing it out and oh he did so many dumb things in this match he also said well it's great to see ren narita finally on excursion who's been on excursion for like two years <laughs> yeah what? and it's also it's also bullshit because fucking Kenta takes pride in uh, hitting people with that briefcase and how broken and fucked up it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, he loves it. Like, so why would he want a new case? Shut your face, Kozlov. Uh, I take it you don't care about adding anything to that match. And I forgot, before that match, I was supposed to introduce a new segment, which hopefully we'll never have to use again. But that, uh, that uh, past the match we just talked about was the who could possibly care match of the week. And uh, that's one note I have. And the other note I have is that B uh, BC wins with the Brab. So, and that's the Boston Crab, just in case you're a new listener. We call that the Brab. Yeah, because uh, my notes were fucked and I wrote Brab like three or four times in one match and... <laughs> Yeah, it's, we it's just fun. brab it up now. I won't brab in this note as well, but uh, totally intentional. It's a thing. <laughs> All right. And mercifully, we're up to our main event, El Fantasmo versus ACH. Uh, ELP jumps ACH at the start, bashes him up with a trophy on his back, and ACH's back is a bit fucked because he had a couple matches already. Um, And I found, look, it's a fine match, but I found it hard to get into because of the atmosphere we're in. In New Japan, if I'm watching a match where I'm like, oh, okay, I think I know where this is going, there's still a crowd there. There's still some, oh, oh, they're making me believe it might be different. And I think you need a crowd for things like that in order to build up suspense and tension and shit. Um, 
Yeah, but I found, so I found this hard to get into because ELP winning was telegraphed as shit. You know, um, it's kind of how I... It, it, it's a, at least when I thought Sonata and Kota Ibushi was telegraphed, at, at least they were able to have a fucking 35-minute banger or something like that. But yeah, you know, this is as telegraphed as Kenta winning the New Japan Cup in the USA. Of course, ELP wins. And he is your two-time... Um, New Japan Cup, yeah. uh, Super J Cup, sorry, winner. Big Astro. Uh, he, he wins, wins with the CR2. He doesn't give a shit about his another jacket or or uh, anything like that. And he celebrates like a jerk and says, uh, "I will, I will see you, winner of Best of Super Juniors." <laughs> I cannot wait to face winner of Best Super Juniors. Next time at the Wrestle Kingdom, I sure will face you, best of Super Juniors winner. It's that, you know, like you said, that that really it's makes Mr. It, Black, right? Yeah. It makes it very clear that it's taped. And I, I have a note here that the things they're doing in this match are like basic, great pro wrestling things that only fucking work with the crowd. So why, like that second or the what, the third match or whatever, had it figured out? You know, but I guess they're just trying to get all this character shit over for ELP. I was checked out. I don't give a fuck. ELP wins. Whatever. I did message you a couple times during this show. Uh, something in terms of, like, make it stop. Uh, please make it stop. Uh, can this be over? Um, yeah, and that's pretty much how I felt about uh, this whole show. So... All right. That, that aired... What two days after the fucking um, the World Tag League and Best of Super Junior Finals? Yeah. And uh, as soon as, uh, and as as I've said already, like there's no way I wanted to cover that first because then we're ending our show on a bit of a fucking rant fest bummer, and I didn't want to do that. So yeah. So no uh, more ranting. Never gonna rant again. We promise. Never going to rant again. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. All right. So before we get into that, Mr. Andy, you told me you were going to do something that uh, that tickled me. And I was like, awesome, because uh, I'm not going to do that at all. And uh, so I'm just as clueless as maybe some of the listeners are. Other listeners have maybe given this thing a shot and either still using it or thought this is just a pointless uh collecting oh, thing how dare you pointless oh my god how dare you luke uh, but, oh look maybe i'm wrong see i don't know much about this so uh all i know is that uh diablo loco because uh, hiromu is crazy and it's, he's gonna make everyone else just as crazy and also uh dream watch saint uh <laughs> you know um i don't know anything else makabe says in that commercial but uh people probably guess what we're going to talk about just for a little bit, but yes, please, Mr. Andy, talk us through, I don't know, whatever the fuck this game's called. It's called New Japan Collection, all right? And so, yes, I mean, you guys all know I'm a huge gamer. I'm just gaming it up. That's all I do is do the games, playing games. That's what the, how the gamers talk, right? So uh, yeah. so I am, you know, I know all about the game. So figure if anybody's going to take care of this kind of thing and talk about it, it's going to be me, and I'm going to have a really good point of view because I understand how these things work. I mean, not like these other people that are old and don't know shit and never play games. That's not me. So, um, 
So I downloaded New Japan Collection, which is a card collecting game on your mobile phone. And it is not a game. So, um, like, I haven't figured out how to play it yet. So, um, basically, you you have these little, like, doohickeys, little units of money kind of things, and you collect them. And every day, if you log in, you get more of the little money things. But you can buy them, too, if you want. So there's microtransactions or macrotransactions, depending on how many you fucking buy. But, um, see, I know all the terms, man. And, um, you know, what you do is you, you collect, you use these units of money um, for drafting cards. And the cards are wrestlers. So um, my favorite uh, wrestler I put as Kojima because I wanted to make like a Kojima team, you know. And because uh, that's what you do is you make teams, which I have not figured out how to do yet. But you, you draft players and Luke, wouldn't you know it, do you know who the first, the first guy I drafted was? I mean, can you believe Wait. it? I, I'm going to assume it's the only card that you showed me, and it was uh, Yoshihashi. That's right, and that's when I knew this game was not for me. So I, I <laughs> I've uh, logged in a few other times, and I don't what know other how... cards you get. Like you kind of just gotten your here's oh, your no, one card to start you off. Oh, it's I, Yoshi. I don't know Fuck how to, this game. I don't know how to get to them, but yeah, I have lots of cards. Oh, here we go. I got all kinds of them. I got like. Uh, I got Ren Narita. I got Hikaleo. I got fucking all these guys. I got rare Oh, cards. wow. That faction's fucking invincible, man. Like, shit. That's what I'm calling them. Invincible. Oh, shit. Um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do once you have the cards. So you, you get the cards, and then that's it. So I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't understand what the fucking point is. So, um, you know, if you didn't know, all that stuff I said about being a gamer earlier was complete bullshit. And I don't know how games work. So um, so that could be on me. But I'm pretty sure all you do is collect cards. And you can't, like... Because I thought you would fight other people. You know, you get your cards and then you face them with your cards. Like some super card shit. Right. But no... That's not what happens here uh, as far as I'm aware. So I can't find a, a way to do that. If somebody knows how to do that, don't let me know, you know, because I don't care and I'm not going to try it again. But, you know, if you're out there and you want to try a game that is not a game that, in fact, you can't even play, check out New Japan Collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do that. You got it, right? Oh. You're going you're gonna to jump right on there. You're going to have your own... Uh, now, now you did you did have a fun thing that you wanted me to do, um, because we we know Makabe or Makabe, however you want to say it, he likes three words, right? Tell me about that, Luke. What what was your advice to me on how to name my faction? Uh, just uh, collect like just grab three random words and smush them together, because uh, when I watched the first couple times I watched that commercial and he called his group uh, Dreamwatch Saint. I'm thinking to myself, wait, didn't he have a faction called Great Bash Heel? I'm like, he totally named Great Bash Heel, didn't he? Definitely. Like, that was his name. He figured Definitely. that name out. And th that must be his thing. He likes his threes. You know, he wants it to be Dreamwatch Saints or DWS or GBH or something like that. So, yeah, my, my advice to you is to smush three random words together for your, uh, for your team name. Did you know what I did? But, Do you remember what? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? I can't. 
No, I don't, I don't remember. remember. So I named my team Fuck Shit Ass. So there you go. Uh. Fuck Shit Ass. And so far I got one guy on the team. His name's Yoshihashi. And my team has never won anything because it's not really a team. And I don't know how to do that. So there you go. So that's New Japan Pro Wrestling Collection. I mean, that is exciting content. I'm so glad you guys stuck around for that. Um, because I, I know you're not here to hear about this last show at all. No. In fact, uh, instead of uh, having a sip of water every time you're talking, uh, I've actually got the app open and I'm figuring it as we speak. No, uh, I'm absolutely not doing that. But yes, uh, let's get into it. Uh, it's at the Nippon Budokan. Last time they had to do a show at the Budokan, I said it wasn't the usual Budokan. It must be some different one. No, it's the same one, but apparently they did like fucking renovations and shit. Oh, so okay. if you hear that old episode, like... What the fuck is Luke talking about? Uh, yeah, there's me correcting that one thing no one cared about from an episode, what, a couple months ago. So. I'm pretty sure this <laughs> so is the I, building. Only I remembered that fuck up, and uh, here's me correcting it right now. I, I think this is the building that they got banned a year from because uh, Ibushi did a moonsault off of the, the fucking entry or something, and he wasn't supposed to. I, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. But it's good attendance for this show uh, in, in the COVID era. 3,564 in an indoor area. And that doesn't freak me out anymore because uh, they've, they've kept their, their COVID shit down, which is good for them. Uh, so, you know, if, if you could believe, like, you could believe that Japan had a handle on things when you look at the crowds and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, clapping and stomping but not cheering so uh, they were cheering you... a little bit in this show they didn't give oh, a fuck tonight so <laughs> look there's, there's we'll get to that there's, there's only been a, f a handful of times maybe even less where the crowd has just forgotten that and they've gone oh <laughs> shit you know like that kind of reaction but we'll get to that uh so this is the uh the final night the finals of uh, world tag league and the best of super juniors and we start off with uh, the buffoons and the bone soldier versus the king of pro wrestling, Toriano, Robbie Eagles, and show uh, buffoons and chase and uh, bad luck. Fale. So bullet club jumps chaos. And, uh, and Kevin says that chase is mad that the shock arrow looks like, uh, what's his fucking pile driver called? Oh, the uh, package pile driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. doesn't even have a fucking cool name for it, you know, but, uh, yeah, he said Chase is a bit mad at uh, Show because uh, their pile drives apparently are too similar, which is, yeah, you know, one looks awesome and the other one's Chase Owens. So, anyway, it made me think right away that maybe, yeah, the shock arrow was going to be on Chase, but I think I'm wrong there. But uh, the match is really short. Uh, Yano didn't really do much, which uh, is disappointing because you definitely want to see some fun Yano shit. There's some really cool Show Ishimori stuff. But then it's uh, Chase and Eagles and a grenade launcher and Bullet Club wins. Uh, Yano attacks Fale. But, uh, the other two members of Bullet Club hold Yano down. And, of course, Fale shows what a complete asshole he is and stomps on the trophy, breaking it a second time. <laughs> I love when bad guy wrestlers make the good guy wrestler watch them do something. <laughs> It's so, yep. like, it's so serial killer. I just love it. It's awesome. Now, you're wrong. Yano did do some goofy-ass shit. In fact, he came out with a GoPro on his head. And 
so and then you know at, at certain points the bullet club guys were messing with the gopro and stuff and throwing it around that's pretty fun i for some reason i have eagles trying to get this leg submission on i have it called the michael landon special that's weird um but uh yeah i it was interesting is he the little house on the prairie dude yeah i don't know why it's weird i it's almost as if every time i try to say the correct name a an a actor from past generations comes out instead because i was calling it the, oh, lee, the lee marvin it's, it's special the, too i don't know <laughs> the jack Klugman hall the fucking <laughs> I, uh, the, it's, jo- it's, the john wayne <laughs> I, I shouldn't have explained my joke, but yes. Anyway, so um, I, I just thought that was fun. And, and also, just so you know, they not only did they make Yano watch, but they also uh, used the GoPro to make the GoPro watch. And you can go on uh, Yano's channel, uh, his YouTube channel, and he's probably already fixed it. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I actually did see a photo on, uh, on the Tweety that he has fixed his trophy yet again. So... <laughs> There, that's they're gonna have to really... melt it down to, to make him stop, but he probably has his own smelter and can make a new one. So, by the way, Chase and Farley, their finisher has been called the grenade launcher all this time. It's a German suplex while Farley does the grenade bit, and I just usually called it the uh, the German grenade, but no, they've always been calling it the grenade launcher. So, yes, I am aware of that, everybody. Uh, but you know, no, you're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the you know nice little opener to start us off with off there. Apart from maybe you know Chase getting the pin on Robbie Eagles, which hurts my soul. Uh, but uh, whatever, let's go to the second match, which I didn't really have to write notes for because that's awesome. It's uh well the match, not necessarily the match, but it's awesome. I didn't have to write notes for a match, but yeah, we've got all three Laundry Boys and Laundry Girl versus. Uh, uh, Toa Hanare, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada. And as laundry boys are walking down the aisle, I just tweet out, I don't miss this ass. I have not missed this asshole one iota. Uh, we all know who I'm talking about there. And then when uh, the good guys are making their way down the entrance, and I see Okada, and I'm like, oh, well, he's not an asshole, but I haven't missed him either. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I can tell you about this one. Sure, because all I've got is tour on the islands on Hanare. <laughs> yeah, well, Tanahashi came out, and he was letting everybody know, check it out, my leg totally works. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, check it out. Look at it. I'm walking. I'm walking over here. I'm walking over there. I'm doing my I'm poses. I'm walking here. <laughs> that too. And um, it's just weird because I, I felt like that he was – trying to tell us something that might happen and what happened is is that they 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 killed his leg you know he got attacked after the match okada sort of saved him and uh they had a standoff with a shithead and uh empire dry cleaners beat down okada and tanahashi and this is just some story stuff we're trying to get some matches set up for wrestle kingdom and uh which by the way we're not going to talk much about wrestle kingdom tonight because we are going to do like a wrestle kingdom preview type episode next week and so we're going to talk about all the different matches that are set up but tonight we are focused on world tag league at best the super juniors yeah so we got our road two shows next week uh, of course we'll watch all those and then yeah we'll do a whole wrestle kingdom preview kind of shit there um and i think it'll be more previewy than usual too because we don't usually do extensive previews but fuck that it's wrestle kingdom and we want to talk about it god damn yeah 
But yeah, um, and they're teasing maybe in, in at the end of this match. It made me feel like they were teasing uh, Great Khan versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's official. And that's official. Is what I think of that. That's already official, uh, by the way. So it's already official. Yes, sir. Look, maybe Tanahashi can make him look good in a way that Okada completely failed to. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about but, it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. All right, moving on. We've got Shingo and Sonata. Uh, versus the evil spoiler pimps. And now, uh, it, it's it's a fun match, but I'm watching it thinking, why is this match? This is just a world, like a straight-up World Tag League rematch. Like, why? But, uh, I, and just makes me think, once again, LIJ needs at least one more member. So, because then it would be a six-man match, because then you could have Dick Togo uh, join in. But, you know... Whatever. Anyway, this match dissolves pretty fucking quick. Uh, Sonata's garroted out, so so for some of it, it's a bit of a handicap match. Uh, Shingo eventually pins uh, Yujiro with Last of the Dragon, and that's when uh, K- Jeff Cobb comes out, and there's a tour of the islands on Shingo. And then uh, before that happened, uh, uh, the Sonata fucking snaps. And starts beating on Evil, which makes me think uh, Sonata Evil at Wrestle Kingdom. That's that's also yeah. official. All right, cool. Yeah, they announced so, a bunch of matches overnight. So, um, right. That, these so sorry, yeah, that's right, right. So Coob uh, Shingo. So all right, C O O B rather than C O B B. Wonder if Coob can do the brab. You know? Yeah, Coop can do the brab. Right. So yeah, I said Sh- Cobb, Shingo, Evil Sonata at the Dome. You've just confirmed it for me. There you go. And yeah, I thought it was some decent setting up of stuff. It's just weird that this was just like a straight up World Tag League rematch. It was just weird to me. Yeah, they, they don't do that typically. I really like this though, because like you said, Shingo got taken out, right? Or uh, excuse me, Sonata got taken out right at the beginning, and he just is on the outside the whole time. And then all of a sudden, he snaps. He wakes up, gets in the ring, and he's an unstoppable killing machine, just murdering everybody. And that is fun. We've never seen that from him. So, no. you know, it was fun to see him actually emote, which we never see. And I really like that. And I am wondering if the fans of New Japan that are all poopy about uh, evil kind of getting the title run and all that, you know, there's people that out there that thought that that ruined New Japan and stuff, which, whatever. But I think that um, if, if they had uh, done a, sh- or a Sonata feud first, maybe people would like that a little more. You know, maybe if that would have been the deal. But at the same time, that wouldn't have worked in the situation they were doing. But I just, I think that this will be good. I really like this. I want it. Well, the situation that we're in was this. All our gaijin hills are, are, are stuck in other countries and COVID's running rampant and we can't get them here. We need a fucking top heel and we need one right now. Uh, Luke, there is a certain gentleman who I'm not going to name because I don't want to promote his stuff. It's just, you know, he makes these very good videos. They're very good. However, his opinions are so just... It's basically just masturbating. Like, his opinions are so just masturbatory. That's the only way I can put it. They're so ridiculous because they're just like, he knows everything. And, you know, and and he doesn't like New Japan anymore isn't going to watch it because he does, he thinks it's bad now. And it's like, dude, you he lists all these reasons, hour-long video, all these reasons of why it's bad. 
and and he brushes off covid like it's it's no big deal and it's like brother fucking covid is we are lucky we're getting this at all are you fucking kidding me and i don't mean that that makes an excuse for a bad product but i think they've done a really good job and it is clear and it's been clear that new japan has been rebuilding for a couple years so give him a fucking break asshole not only that like he missed a match of the year contender tonight so fuck him right uh and yeah it's just that it is it really is and it might be my favorite match in the COVID era so we'll get to that uh but because next we've got uh master wato with hiroshi tenzan and kota ibushi versus Bushi and Naito. And look at this, Wato hair, Wato's hair's better. Yeah. It's still got, it's got, a, it's more, it's black now, but with like a, a, a blue tinge to it, which uh, <laughs> I thought was, looks a lot better. You know, just, um, you know, you got uh, one, one, one host is bald, the other one's seriously balding. Uh, and uh, I'm commenting on people's hair. So Luke, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> But uh, there's great preview stuff between Naito and Ibushi, of course, as well as them teasing some neck shit because that's, that's what, what they're, they're known do. for. <laughs> yes. But uh, I, I must admit, like, I th- is this one of the first times we've seen Wato against... Um, I know we've seen him against Bushi, of course, but I don't think I've seen him in the ring with Naito before. And I really liked seeing Wato and Naito uh mix it up uh, i thought i know they're in two different divisions and all that kind of stuff but you know i thought still thought they had some pretty damn good uh, chemistry in the ring i like that and uh yeah so it was kind of super cool but you know v trigger then kamagoye on bushi and the golden way to the grandmaster win I, I enjoyed LIJ fucking with Tenzon. That was good stuff. They were doing yeah. the Mongolian chops and fucking with him the whole time. That was a lot of fun. And again, Tenzon only has two modes. He has look concerned or complain to the ref while looking concerned. And that he was complaining to the ref. They can't make fun of me. So, I mean, look at my rat tail. How could you make fun of me? So, so I'm all fired up now. But, uh... I, I thought this was fun. You know, nothing much to this other than what you said. I, you know, it's just a fun match. But I, I'm ready to talk about some of these better ones that are that are a little more meaningful, but this, this was fun stuff. Yep. Also, you know, nice little preview there. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, Ibushi Naito. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. All right, so now we've got our World Tag League Final. It's the Gorillas of Destiny versus Finjuice. Justice and, for Jato, uh, Luke. Justice for Jado, which is going to lead to hashtag Jado's revenge, and uh, also Return of the Jado, <laughs> uh, Gino's favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, early part of this match, Chump, Chumpy makes a good call, and uh, the young lions kind of drag oh, you, away. You will not chump me out, sir. Not today. <laughs> yeah, and so Chumpy he says like, right, you're out, and then fucking. All three young lions, um, Yu Uramura, uh, Yoda Suji, and Gabriel Kidd lead Jado away. I thought this was a really good match. It's hard hitting and exciting. There's plenty of double team moves and last minute saves, kind of what you want in a uh, in a World Tag League kind of final. Um, some like 
before this match started, or maybe even you and me were talking, and then we were just like, Finn Juice wins this, right? But I think they were, the commentators were talking a little too much about how G.O.D. have never won World Tag League, which made me go, hmm. And then, then I'm also thinking that, uh, you know, the Techers are a heel team, but against other heels, their faces, they've kind of, they've gotten over that team. Yep. And uh, the fans really love them. So, yeah, I guess that was part of it as well. But, yeah, pretty cool Harding match. But, uh, you know, Jado comes back out and gets neutralized. But then Kenta, oh, he makes a surprise return and he hits Juice with the briefcase. And then Tamatonga pins Juice and the Gorillas at Destiny are your 2020 World Tag League champions. I thought this was a little fun. Oh, it's a, Sorry, yeah. with the, they hit him with the briefcase and there's a super powerball. Yeah. Right, yeah, super power bomb, you got it. I, you know, I was honestly, I mean, I felt the same way about this that I did all of World Tag League. I'm like, eh, you know, that's fine. I didn't, I just don't care that much. But I, it was a surprise that G.O.D. won, but in a way it wasn't for, because of the reasons you said. I mean, we really, over and over, we said on this show about how much the Techers have been a face you know, lately and how good they are at that. So it worked out fine. It's just going to be very interesting I mean, we've already seen this kind of thing, but I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to be very interested to see how this goes at uh, at the Dome. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, but, man, I you know, all this stuff that we've been talking about, you know, it, it's been great. It's been fun. But it hasn't been truly amazing to the point of something that you want to cry after it happens in happiness. Um, that's what happened next. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the fucking amazing spectacle that is Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. Just want to mention there's for some reason now we're getting Juice versus Kenta. Are we getting that at the King at the Dome or are we getting that at one of the uh next week's shows? Let me check. I do not know. Alright. So the next match <clears throat> made me do something very rare that I don't often do. Now I know we do our homeworky kind of stuff where, we, where Andy and I will go back and watch older matches and stuff like that. That's different. What I don't usually do, and I don't usually, like, straight after a match finishes, um, it looks like I've watched this three times, this match. Like, I don't do that often. Uh, I watched it once live, and then the next day I watched it with uh, Japanese commentary because I wanted to hear the Japanese commentators go fucking bananas <laughs> and they did not let me down. And then um, every Monday, uh, my sister will come over and we'll watch um, The Mandalorian. So after The Mandalorian finishes, I'm like, you got work today, Mish? She's like, no, nah, you want to see this um, fucking best of Super Juniors final? I said, it's fucking tremendous. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's watch it. Who's in it? I said, Hiromu and El Desperado. Oh, yeah, cool. Let's watch it. And then, anyway, I fucked up, and I put on their... And in fact, it, it, it was a fucker, but it ended up being beneficial because we watched Hiromu versus El Desperado's um, best of Super Juniors match that happened earlier in the tournament, which uh, ended when El Desperado fucks Hiromu's leg up with a chair and then makes Hiromu have to visibly say, I quit, I've had enough. <laughs> and then I, as soon as that's finished, I'm like, I'm like, I think I got the, this arena doesn't look right. And I'm like, all right. Um, then the match ended with El Desperado winning. I'm like, oh, uh, 
do you have to be somewhere, Mitch? Because that was the wrong match. No, no, no. Let's just go into the next one because that was good. It's like, all right, sweet. So here it is. I watched this three times. And I don't usually do that for matches I've just seen. Usually I'll, I'll re- go back and rewatch a, a match I liked down the line. You know, I'll, I'll revisit it later on. Now, this is like seeing something that blows your mind at the cinema and you're like, I'm going to put down my fucking whatever many bucks. I'm going to go watch it again. You know, that's how good this match is. Holy shit. It's... Uh, these two guys... It's This match is not about heels or faces. It's not about the good guy or the bad guy. This is a match between two guys who fucking hate each other. And so all that shit's out the window because they're both going to do stuff that you don't, you know, traditionally associate with, like, heels or faces. Like, you know, it's... I don't even know where to start, man. This match is fucking crazy. Uh, it's pinche loco, you could say. Uh, and this match has everything. And it, it starts off, you know, at a, at a nice steady pace and it quickly, quickly starts building up. Like Hiromu wants to fuck up El Desperado so bad that when he goes to hit the sunset powerbomb, he slides right down onto the mat, jumps back up like a crazy person. So that was a little mini botch that you recovered so quick. Like he, And the commentators were so cool there. They're like, he wanted El Desperado so much, he just went right out there. And look at him bounce back up and shit. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. They're, uh, El Desperado's fucking Hiromu's uh, leg up. Uh, Romu's beating the shit out of El Desperado. At some point, the turnbuckle comes off, and these guys are just messing each other up. And then Romu does something very non-facey. He he starts tugging at El Desperado's mask, and he rips the top half of it off. And you see El Desperado covering his face and the head, and then he just stands up like the tough motherfucker that he is, undoes his mask and just throws it off. The crowd, who's supposed to be nice and silent, are like, oh, now, shit. Let me jump and I'm in. Watching the- uh, yeah, let me hey? jump in here just real quick. Yeah, I just want to mention are. that this emotional moment in this match was earned ten times over. So it's not yeah. some shit they threw in there, like, you know, just to make it cool. It was an emotional moment that they built to and earned, and and that's why it paid off so great. If you've never seen a wrestling match, you still would have understood. It was yeah. tremendous. The commentators do a good job of saying, like, these two came up together as young lions. They've wrestled each other many times. Uh, they, Earl Desperado said that what, they mentioned that El Desperado said, oh, I thought I hated this, this, uh, Hiromu guy, but I quite like him. And then him being absolutely disgusted when Hiromu's like, Oh, El Desperado. Yeah, he's okay. So that you know, indifference that Hiromu had towards El Desperado made El Desperado go, fuck you. And now Del Desperado stood up. He's like, what, you're going to shame me by ripping my mask off? Fuck you. I'm taking it off myself. This match is and, bigger than my identity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think mm-hmm. about that. Think about that. That's what he's saying. My my entire identity is not as important as beating it's, you, Hiromu. Yeah. I would rather the world see my face so I could beat you up than stay down on my hands and knees covering my face up like a little wuss because my mask got ripped off. It's and amazing. I'm 
like this match is already good and when that moment happens i'm i'm just like what the fuck my uh, my wife's watching this with me and her eyes are bugging out of her head she's tired as fuck she's like i'm tired but i've really got to watch this match and the mask thing happens and i'm like well you you look pretty awake right now <laughs> and then they just proceed to just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, the women on Twitter go all absolutely nuts because they're all tweeting out, leave the mask off, you a hunk. <laughs> Which, uh... <laughs> and, some of, and some of the guys, too, including Romu. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he be- They beat the shit out of each other some more. But Hiromu gets the upper hand. He does this nasty... You know how he slams people in turnbuckles, uh, the turnbuckle yes. pads all the time? He does this to El Desperado and... Fuck me, you see El Desperado's back and there's two gigantic welts on his back. So um, they must have talked about that earlier. Like, hey, when you put me in the turnbuckle, just fucking just make it look good. Well, it, was ex- like, it was exposed, yeah, sure. yeah, too. So the turnbuckle because didn't have the pad if, on it. If, if you ask El... I have to imagine, right, if you ask Hiromu Takahashi to make this look, uh, look really fucked up, you... Like... Hiromu's not doing something to you that he wouldn't be happy to do himself. So I, th- I think that's a that's a bit of a part of it there. There's a time bomb, but our Desperado kicks out. And then there's another time bomb. One, two, three, 30 minutes, 40 seconds. Hiromu Takahashi is the best of Super Juniors 27. Uh, a young lion or something uh, throws a, a t-shirt over our Desperado's head and they keep trying to keep it on over his face as they... Um, try to get him out of the ring. Now Desperado throws the t-shirt away and he's walking back totally dejected because God damn, he hates that Hiromu Takahashi. And uh, Hiromu gets on the mic and says, fuck, that was fun. Can't wait to meet you again. All that kind of stuff. But, you know, this time I'm the winner because it, it, it goes back into their story. Maybe not, even even their, their story this year. Their story this year is that every time they fought either in tag matches or one-on-one, El Desperado's kicked the shit out of Hiromu nearly every single time this year. Always had his number. And even in earlier on in the tournament, El Desperado won. In fact, he made him visibly say, I've had enough, I quit. And everything kind of fed into that match. If you haven't seen all that stuff, the English commentators do a great job in going, here's some backstory, here's the reason these two hate each other that so much. And it all just works. I think this is one of the best matches i've ever seen i don't think i've ever seen an unmasking like that before in my life uh it made me uh, and we've been high on our desperado this year in a year where that sucked uh it's always strange to say such and such has had a great 2020 you know it's weird that's a weird sentence but uh, our desperado's been one of the breakout stars of new japan pro wrestling this year i know he's been around for a while but um i think from here on out, from this match, from this year leading up to this match and from this match onwards, he ain't just another dude. He's he's a fucking star now. And this, I think, it's, it's weird to say because he's been around for a while and he's really good. He's always been really good, but El Desperado's arrived. This one, this match, uh, if he wasn't over before, he's over now. It's. Uh, I've talked about it enough, man. Are you going to gush as much as I did? Like, did you? What do you think of this match? I think you're right. Uh, you know, there's. 
so many different ways to look at this. Um, I will say, I want to start this off by saying there was uh, that uh, tournament that they had, the, you know, what was it, the New Japan Cup, right? And so they, they put juniors in that because they didn't have enough wrestlers. And yep. um, Desperado beat Ishii. And so, yep. like, that was the beginning of building him for this, all right? They've been working on this this whole time. Uh, you know, Desperado's been slowly building his character, and this was kind of uh, the... He, he even had a never-open title shot against Shingo. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on to build him. And, and you know, I want to say that this is like the culmination, but it's not. This is another step in the journey to making him maybe a top guy one day. And, and who knows if he may not be uh, a heavyweight next year or something like that. But the point is, is that they have made a dude here. And this is kind of the, the kind of stuff that we've talked about for, you know, getting close to nine months now on the show about how New Japan does long-term storytelling and they do it and it pays off along the way, but when you get these big jumps, these big steps, that's when the big payoffs happen, and that's what this match is all about. Now, we, we all know Hiromu's awesome, and we all mm -hmm. know that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I, I do want to mention a sequence that happened in this match, because there's all kinds of moves. They're doing all the moves. They're doing all that stuff, and that's fine. You want to talk about moves, that's cool. I want to talk about one sequence, and this is where um, it's just such a cool deal, because basically, I've never seen this before. Hiromu uh, chokes Desperado, lifting him off the mat with an outside-in reverse Rana choke thing. All right? Oh, oh. to poison Rana choke on the ropes. Over yeah. the ropes, right? So that happens, right? And then he follows up with an X-Factor on the floor. All right? So that's the kind of shit we're doing in this match. It's, it's just like they're doing shit you've never seen. They're doing Lucha stuff. And then the unmasking. If you don't know, uh, the mask in pro wrestling is important as your own head. You know, it's it's your identity. It's who you are. And so, again, making the point that Desperado throws his identity aside to beat his adversary, that's how important it is. You know, um, it reminds me of, you know, uh, what's, what is it, um, you know, Undertaker. I'd walk through the fires of hell to face you, Kane. That's what's going on here. You know, and, and it's just... It's emotional, and if you don't feel that emotion when you're watching this, if you don't understand that and this doesn't cut through to you, wrestling's not for you. Because this is this is pro wrestling, the New Japan junior style at its purest and most like incredible form. We're going to talk about uh, another juniors match here in a minute that's like a mini version of this kind of thing, and, and I'm talking mini itsy-bitsy. This is the full-blown, as good as it gets, these are two of the best guys there are out there crushing it, but also telling this incredible emotional story. It's awesome. Go watch this and then watch it again. You could say that this match uh, made El Desperado and he fucking lost. Yeah, that's how pro wrestling is supposed to work. You know, I mean, the only matches where a guy's not supposed to get over is a squash match. And, and you know, and... This is why 50-50 booking doesn't work. This is why, you know, because guys have to lose. And just because you went over doesn't mean you got over. All right? There's a big, big misconception in pro wrestling where, you know, the fans think that just because somebody lost, they're getting buried. That's so wrong. If they get, if they lost, like, for example, that Christian, Blake Christian match I was talking about where I was like, I can't believe he got all that shit in. That's because they don't fucking bury dudes, you know? And so it's just... 
you know, it's really important and it's so great to see this kind of thing. And what's Desperado going to do next? I didn't care what Desperado was going to do next before this match. You know what everybody wants to know? Is he going to keep the mask? Is he not? I, w I would guess that he is going to wear the mask to the ring and he's going to take it off when he gets there. That's what a lot of uh, unmasked wrestlers will do. They will still have the mask because then it's a device for the heel to take from them and fuck with or something. But, you know, it's or something a, a baby face can steal from them and they can have a match over. But, you know, it's one of those things where that's now I care what Desperado does more than ever. And that's that's awesome. I love it. And will he, and will he keep his name of uh, El Desperado or... Let me just quickly, yes, Pirano. Yeah, there's um, a lot of marks. Or will, or will he go back to, uh, what's his name, Kiyoshiki uh, Mikami? Uh, or will he keep that name? I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't mind if he keeps the mask off. Man, motherfucking doesn't need it. He does not have a face for radio, as I joked. Because you, you, sometimes you think, like, maybe they're wearing a mask because uh, maybe they're 45 years old and still look like a baby, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> or maybe they've got a bit of a mug under that mask or something like that. Or, you know, something, you know, nope. As uh, ladies and some dudes on Twitter said, no, he's, he's a hunk. Leave that shit off. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't wait. Like, I know next week is just going to be mostly tags and stuff like that to preview wrestle kingdom but uh i'm so fucking excited to see what happens with our desperado after the match of course hiromu cut the title and he said i'll see you winner of super jacob <laughs> he did <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like uh hiromu for wrestle kingdom will have to beat up both um El Fantasmo one night and hopefully win, and then because you don't want fucking El Fantasmo versus fucking um, Bone should, Soldier, yeah, that's not do work, you? Right? No, it, like it might work in a tournament because they're in the same block or something, but it's not going to work for a main title match at Wrestle Kingdom. So, but the the story of Hiromu going through two uh, mega heel Bullet Club dudes. Now that's a story. Well, and, um, and what you're you're also leaving out is that he's not just going to have to face ELP on that first night. He's going to have to face ELP in like all of Bullet Club on night one. So yeah. So fucking that match, by the way, I only wrote like one sent, barely wrote a sentence. I think I just wrote four letters: M O T Y question mark. Uh, and I thought, well, I've watched this three times. I can fucking talk about this match, but yeah. Uh, I I loved it. It might be my favorite match in the COVID era. It was good. It would have been good without the unmasking, but the unmasking and the story behind it and everything like that was done absolutely perfectly. Well, you said something really interesting in your statement earlier. You said they did everything. There was everything. And you're not wrong. We didn't even mention that Desperado was bleeding from the mouth and like, you know, these guys had visible wear on them, visible damage. And it was, I mean, it was just full on. Like these two guys, you know, gave each other a high five before they went out there and said, let's go fucking kill each other. And that's what they did. By the way, when they're laying down after the match, you know, when Hiromi's music's playing and they're putting the ice packs and shit on, you can see them kind of laying their heads close to close mm -hmm. by. And I imagine a conversation Thank in you. my head. I, I imagined uh, Hiromu going, 
I told you they'd go nuts for the unmasking part, dude. <laughs> and then I imagine El, uh, El Desperado looking at him going, yeah, you were right. Uh, that, you know that what they're, you know they're actually saying? You can see this a lot, especially when a, a big-time guy's putting over a younger guy. You'll see him do that, and he's saying, thank you, brother. That's what he's saying, you know, because it's, it's a – you know, pro wrestling is a dance and there needs to be two partners. And if one of them isn't into it, that's obvious. We've seen it. We saw it on Super J Cup. But, you know, it's like it's like when that person puts you over huge, you need to thank them no matter who the winner is. And so that's what they're doing. They're thanking each other. And they're, you know, and it's I don't know. I fucking love that. hiromu has been put over even more as the premier face of the juniors. And El Desperado is put over as a guy that's not just a tag dude anymore. This this guy's a force to be reckoned with, and you're going to have to. And they're going to give him something to do oh, yeah. because um, next week during the preview tag shows, a couple wrestlers are returning. Macabe's coming back from his movie because he left a while ago to film something. The movie was called Shit Fuck Ass. That's what I heard. <laughs> it has. It's a three-word movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Katamaro is also coming back uh, next week. I think there was uh, another return or two, but yeah, they're the two major ones. So yeah, uh, you have to mask. imagine that uh, during those preview shows next week, a couple of juniors are going to come out and go, "Oi, we're coming for you." Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to imagine there's going to be a super junior tag match there as well. So yeah, um, I look. It was a fun night from start to finish, but every, anyone going back to watch this, we all know where you're going. You're going to about the two-hour, five-minute mark, uh, and you're all going to go back and watch. That's 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 right now. Eventually, they'll break up these up into you know matches. Uh, eventually, because that's that's what they do. So you can just type in. I don't know how long it takes them to break them up into individual matches for this streaming service because uh, my the, the, the way I made my fuck up, Mr. Andy, was I typed in Hiromu and El Desperado and then I went to the most recent one, which turned out to be their tournament match, the, right. their regular tournament match. And then I had to go to the actual... Uh, uh, all match. match i love how it says all match it used to yeah. say it used to say all game that's what it used all to game. say yeah it would say yeah. say game one game two and then all game i love that i love japanese mistranslations it's the best yeah so yeah that's that match uh is also another reason i wanted to do this last uh because um this show didn't really impact the, the shows didn't really impact each other except for winner of super jacob <laughs> or winner of best of super juniors you know with your hand over your mouth and you, you just don't you know because they don't know who the winner is or they you know whatever but yeah uh really cool stuff uh i had to leave it on a high note because uh yeah grumpy's going grump but uh he also want to praise this praise some shit too so yeah uh, for something like that, I figured we can mix it around. Most of the time, we have to do these kind of in order, but that's fine. Uh, now, we have a return, and uh, I actually did it this time. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, this is our return of our match recommends. And uh, there's uh, two matches uh, that we did. One of them. Uh, do you want to do your match first, or sure. should we do my match first? We can do mine first. Yeah. 
Uh, All right, so let's do it. This is from probably a month ago. So if you watched it a month ago, sorry, it took us a while to get to it. We, you know, we're gonna remove, we're gonna take things in away and put them back uh, sometimes in the show because we got, you know, we got to be able to flow like water, man. And uh, so this match was, uh, and this match flows like water. It's from January 25th, 1990. And it's a uh, junior heavyweight tournament of sorts. It is Black Tiger versus Owen Hart. Um, I really like this. I thought it's a lot of fun. We get to see Owen Hart doing all kinds of flippy shit. And Black Tiger, if you don't know, he was kind of a guy that was put... This is the original Black Tiger. It's not Rocky Romero or, um, or uh, Eddie Guerrero was Black Tiger too at a certain point. Uh, but this guy is actually a guy that passed away just recently, and I am spacing on his name. I'm really sorry. But he uh, he was excellent. He was more of a bruiser type of a, a bad guy, you know, trying to keep the good guy from flying around. And so this was interesting, though, because you get to see kind of cruiserweight Owen Hart. And I don't know. I really dig it. He did some springboard moves that were very surprising. We had dives. We also had a fucking... Um, what do you call that? The, the what's the what's Triple H's finisher? I can never remember what it's called. The pedigree? Yeah, the fucking we saw Tiger Black Tiger invent the pedigree in this match, so that's cool. But uh what'd you think about it, Luke? I think this is the kind of match you put on to people who want to be wrestlers. And I mean this in in, in a really good way because they like alright. Every everything flowed and moved effortlessly and looked great and this and it's not a long match either so this is the kind of match where you can get a couple people who maybe you're training them or whatever this is i'm, I'm not a trainer i don't know fucking shit about that but i have to imagine like this would be a good match to go all right you know this is kind of how you should move and, and flow and kind of put match together there's a really cool low blow in this move in this match and it's it happens when but people run the ropes and there's always that one where the one person running the ropes jumps over the other guy and the other guy ducks. Mm -hmm. Well, Black Tiger doesn't fully duck. And so when uh, Owen Hart jumps, his nuts connect with uh, Black Tiger's face. And that's I thought that was really fucking cool because that was a way to do a young, uh, young a low blow. <laughs> But make it seem like you didn't really mean to do that. He right. ran into my head, you know. Hey, he low blowed himself. Like fuck. Uh, so I thought it was really cool shit. Uh, it, it it's it moves smooth as silk. Of course, you'd expect nothing less from uh, Owen. Uh, like him and his brother. Like they were uh, they, they were always worth watching because they just made everything look so crisp and effortless and easy. And yeah, uh, bridging German suplex and Owen Hart wins. There's a pretty dangerous suplex to the outside as well. Yes, they do uh, the, that... the vertical suplex over the ropes to the outside. And every, like when you see people do that on the indies, they always puss out. Now, I'm not saying I would, I would fucking shit myself if I tried to do that, but they always puss out and don't want to take the bump. And, and these guys just did it. They just went flying over the ropes. Yep. Oh, and moved like fine, fine, fine wine silk. It moved really, really effortlessly, nice and easy. And yeah, it was just a really cool kind of 
blast from the past. I haven't seen an Owen Hart match in a fucking long time, oh, dude. That's a crime, dude. He is he. I like him better than Brett. I know I'll get shit for that, but I just find him much more entertaining. I think Brett's one of the best wrestlers ever. However, I just find him kind of boring unless he's got a really cool feud. Um, you know, like, yeah, like and he's Shawn also Michaels, maybe you know? a, a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Whereas um, Owen Hart always seemed to me to be the more well, charismatic, fun one. He Owen Hart has this attitude, at least from what I've heard and read and stuff like that, that I am jealous of. I, I just, it's the attitude of, he doesn't seem to question himself. He just kind of goes through life and, 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 and trusts that what he's doing is the right thing. And I, you all, we all know people like that. They just kind of don't seem like that anything gets them down. They're just kind of like, yeah, I'm doing this. And this is why I, I don't need to think about why I'm doing it. And I constantly reevaluate myself and, and just scrutinize myself. And so I am super jealous of that. So when I see him, he gives me a little piece of that. And I, I, you know, it makes me feel good. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that was really fun stuff. Uh, I didn't know he had a... Um, see, I thought when you gave me this match, there's a English intro to the match. There's Kevin Kelly and some other guy just giving you an intro and a bit of a background, and then it goes back to whatever the Japanese commentary at the time was, right? So I, 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 was, I feel stupid now, but... Uh, at the start, they're saying that, oh, Owen Hart had a pretty good run in uh, New Japan as a junior in the you know, like the late 80s, early 90s. I'm like, wow, really? Everybody and, did, yeah. And that and that makes sense because why would you bring Owen Hart to, to yeah. just wrestle Black Tiger in one match? That's stupid. You'd be like, uh, Owen Hart, you want to come to Japan? Yeah, cool. We're going to book you in a fuck ton of matches. Uh, duh, it's Owen Hart. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, so uh, I felt a little stupid there, but yeah, that that's really good stuff. And uh, dude, if you want to, if you want to recommend me some more, uh, Owen Hart, New Japan stuff. Did Brett wrestle in Japan much? I'm sure he did. I, I, you know, the problem is, is that not every match is up on on New Japan World. So you know, if you right. like, there's there's a, you know, I was trying to find an Anoki match recently that was not on there. I was trying to find one of these championship matches that. Uh, Enoki set up during the Enokiism that was like a, one of the guys shooting on the other guy, and I couldn't find it either. I had to go to Daily Motion. So I'll see if I can find more stuff uh, on Daily Motion. But I mean, there's some amazing stuff on New Japan World. And um, I got, you know, not tonight, but coming up in the near weeks, I have a really, really fun match recommendation that people are going to be like, what? That happened? I'm like, yes, it happened. It's awesome. So there's a guy on Twitter that each day will go, uh, on this day in blah, blah, blah year, this happened. And it's usually a New Japan match. And, and, and one of the clips he showed was, on this day, uh, Antonio Inoki was not impressed with this motherfucker. And it was, it's just some guy who wasn't really selling. Or Oh, like, you know, have you never seen that match? No. And so, oh, my God. And so in, in that gif, Inoki just turns around and just fucks him up. That's what, what you're I, not going to sell? You're not going to wrestle? Yeah, that's that's you, one. What, I, you think this shit's fake? I'm going to fuck you up. I I eventually wanted to recommend that, but basically, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's the Great, Anto, Great Antonio versus Antonio Inoki. And, and, and Antonio Inoki basically just... There can be him. only one Great Antonio, he and it's not shoots, you, Great Antonio. He shoots on this guy, and I'm not talking like, oh, he puts him in a hold. No, he fucking crushes him and stomps the shit out of his face. And it is amazing. So um, This guy must have done something to really piss him off because uh, 
Yeah, he went nuts, and I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, look, as long as you don't recommend me another Inoki match that's uh, like the last one I watched. Oh, it was awesome. Come on. The action, it man. It's like high work rate, you know, walking around and grass and my oh, fire. It felt like two people fooling around in a backyard just putting on silly submission holds and shit on each other. Like two brothers or something, you know? So what's your max recommendation uh, right. from last I've week? I've got Koto Ibushi and Prince Devitt at Dominion 2011. This is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. And this is a fucking superb fast-paced match. It's Dropkick City. Both men dropkick the shit out of each other. But uh, fucking uh, Devitt has a really good shotgun, shot, shotgun dropkick on the apron. I've run out of water. So you haven't even noticed me drinking it today. I've been uh, oh, I noticed. Of... I noticed. I noticed. noticed? You, I noticed you crinkling paper too. What the fuck? You just got like stuff sitting there that makes noise. You're like a a foley artist. You know, it sounds like it's raining all of a sudden. <laughs> I used to have one of those fucking. It's not a fidget spinner. It's like one of those things you give ADHD people. It's got like it's like a hexagon or something. Really? It's got um, dials on one side, like a little knob on one other. That's got like. Uh, fake volume things you can move up and down it's got a pen clicky bit like one of those i used to have one of those pen clicky and maybe i should like figure out where i put it and just use that instead but yeah i'm a very fidgety person i'm sorry mr andy but uh yeah there's an awesome shotgun drop kick on the apron also a really like high double stompish kind of drop kick from the top rope onto koto bushi's fucking head There's a friggin' superb snap German suplex into a bridge by Kota Ibushi. Jeez. Oh, the trans- some amazing, like, crisp transitions. Amazing kind of near falls as well. But there's a gigantic 450 kind of fucking splash thing that Kota Ibushi does. And he wins. Did he win or retain? I, I can't remember. I think he won the uh, junior title yes, off of I believe. Vince Devitt. Yeah. And I see Bad Luck Fale there, and I'm like, oh, okay, he was, he was a young lion, was he? And then I see a young lion I don't recognize, and part of my brain's going, oh, my God, is that El Desperado? <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure, because I saw his face, and he was partly bleeding, and he had the makeup and the eye things in, where here, it was just like, well, 10 years younger and a young lion, so, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I thought it's a short match, awesome match, though. Uh and uh, I'm glad I'm glad we finally got around to it. <laughs> I, this is the prototypical juniors match where they're going hard as fuck, but it's not like fifth gear. This is like fourth gear, but the top of fourth gear. And okay, so in pro wrestling, there's this kind of you know saying or you know the idea is that you want shit to look like it hurts and make it impactful and and you know communicate your pain to the audience and nobody does it better than these two guys they bump hard as fuck and it makes everything look devastating i mean like there you know there's a point where uh, uh devitt's climbing up to do one of his drop kicks on the top rope and abushi just fucking does like three backflips and then kicks him with a pele kick and it's like it's just it's like that kind of stuff but it's these bursts of offense and and then selling and it's it's just absolute def- definition of the new japan uh super junior style and and it did show me it did it did do something for me it highlighted something that i and i'm not trying to be an asshole or be shitty but 
the the like force with which these guys are bumping and the areas in which they're bumping on their bodies high on the neck or high on the back and you know the neck areas and stuff like that i want to see that more i don't see it enough and and that's you know to me i don't want anybody to get hurt i'm not trying to say that but to me that is like that communicates to me pro wrestling better than anything and so oh, you're gonna get some shit some of that shit at wrestle kingdom no doubt oh, no doubt no doubt but i just you know it just seems like that some of the guys have been a little hesitant to kind of go go you know buck wild like that and so it was really fun to see that knowing that both these guys are okay and they're not dead or anything you know from these injuries and stuff that they're you know working on but i i just i don't know really really highlighted to me what i love about new japan and it's that crazy ass bumping man i fucking love it it was really cool shit. All right, man. Do you want me to go first? Because you you yeah. wanted to surprise me with what your pick pick was. So uh-huh. that means it's either going to be a super mega awesome match, or it's going to be a match that you tell me is super <laughs> mega awesome, and then I fucking play it, and it's two dudes oh, you're, wrestling wrestles uh, in this. the grass. You're gonna love it. All right. <laughs> so my pick, because um, I didn't see his New Japan run, and so I'm thinking like, who the fuck did he wrestle back then? And I first uh, did a clicky, and I was like, AJ Styles, Ishii, and nothing really came up. And I was like, what? No! (laughs) Uh, So they never really wrestled in New Japan, which is, all right, well, who else uh, do I like? And I want to see some old matches with AJ Styles with. And I was like, surely he wrestled Tetsuya Naito. Surely he did. And yes, he did. He's got about three singles. They have about three singles matches together. Uh, I'm probably going to telegraph my next few picks because I want to see all three. Uh, my first pick is their first singles match together. It's from the G1 that year, G1 Climax 24 in 2014. It is AJ Styles versus Tetsuya Naito. Uh, if you type in Naito and AJ Styles into the search bar, go to their first match. It'll say something like, Buddy Fight presents G1 Climax <laughs> 24, fight. July 26, 2014 at the Akita Pef- Prefectural Gymnasium, and it's game eight. There you go, Mr. <laughs> Andy. And, uh, yeah, so that's 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 my pick. Uh, it's a G1 match, so it should be pretty damn good. I'm sorry I haven't watched this one yet. Um, but it's AJ Styles and Naito. I should be able to blindly click, uh, choose their match and go, hey, this match is really good. Uh, so, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. Well, uh, you know, as usual, I've absolutely seen the match I'm going to recommend, you know, more than once. If I, you know, I recently remembered this match. This used to be one I would go back to and watch all the time when I, you know, if I had a bad day, I'd come home and put this match on because it is one of the best comedy matches you will ever see in your life. I I can't explain it. You got to watch it. This is from June 3rd, 2016. It's uh, from Corrigan Hall. It's the fourth game, and it's in the Best of the Super Juniors A-Block Tournament match. It's Rocky Romero in Chaos versus Gato in Chaos, all right? And I, I it is fantastic. It is so good. I, I, It's the best comedy match I think I've ever seen. It is unbelievably good. And so I really hope you guys enjoy that. 
I'm gonna watch it again, even though I've seen it a hundred times because I just think it's so much fun. And now I can now I can like make little videos of it because it's out. The word's out about that we're doing it. So uh, that's gonna be fantastic. And man, we got some other great recommendations coming up for you. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm excited for the great stuff that we saw last week. The kind of boring stuff we're gonna see next week, but all of the stuff that we're gonna see is gonna be covered here on the Never Open Podcast. And I'm just fired up, man. People are listening. They're interacting. They're sending voicemails. We got wrestlers sending voicemails. We got all kinds of shit going on. Luke, are you as fired up as I am? I'm. Yeah. Uh, and Alex calls the voice. Yeah. I can't believe the stuff we have turkey coming turkey. up. Turkey, it, it... Turkey. <laughs> turkey turkey. Yeah. Oh, man. We're not going to hear Doki Turkey at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, I'm sure when shit. we do the Wrestle Kingdom show, I might just go, dude, can you. What would Gino say in this situation? Yeah. Uh, he might, uh, Doki might not even be in the match, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a, a, like a soundboard of Gino stuff. I, I honestly, I didn't have much to say about what he said during the, the, uh, finals of the world tag league pass with super junior. Cause I was, you know, I was like tweeting and I was taking notes and it was such a intense show that I just kind of didn't have much, uh, to notes to take about what he said, but he said funny stuff and he's awesome. I like him. Like, yeah, he'll he'll take the piss and he'll have a bit of fun with what he does. But when the time comes to to fucking you know take it seriously and all that kind of stuff, he pulls that out too. So uh, yeah, I think he's really good on color commentary. In fact, uh, he's my favorite on color commentary since well, since like Callus, I guess. Uh, Callus just seems to be a natural at that kind of stuff. But uh, towards the end of his New Japan run, it definitely felt like he wasn't even bloody well watching the product so whatever uh yeah so fuck yeah dude i'm fucking fired up i get fired up to record like i was like i can't wait to do today like even though half of it was like stank butter and it's i'm excited to talk about next week yes it's going to be very preview tag heavy but it's definitely going to set some stuff up and Look, there's definitely a match we should talk about that will happen on those three days. It's going to be a King of Pro Wrestling match. Uh, I think you know a bit more about this than I do, Mr. Andy. Is it a slams match or something? Oh, like yes. That? So, uh, Fale has challenged uh, Yano to a body slam match. We mentioned that, uh, you know, Yano had been trying to body slam him during the uh, during the uh tag match that they had so we'll be interested to see what happens with that but that's that's gonna be good some goofy fun stuff and i i think that that'll be really fun because i you know I, yano is awesome obviously and Fale is great at comedy too so uh i think it'll yeah. be great i don't know if it'll be as good as rocky romero and gato great but it'll be pretty great yeah Fale is really good like i believe him as this big tough strong man that's gonna hurt you but uh, he definitely has a sense of humor, like that um, tag match he had with the Techers, and he's got Zack Sabre Jr. on his back, and they're helping, they're both helping uh, Tai Chi and Chase get into position to do moves on each other and stuff. I thought, yeah, yeah, it's going to be really good stuff. Uh, I'm kind of stalling now because the show's over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like that almost all the time because. I just have a blast doing this, but uh, yeah, um, in Gato, we trust. Fuck the Super J Cup. <laughs>